Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Two years ago in 2012, a crack duo, one martial arts expert and surprisingly good mimic, the other a weapons specialist and professionally bearded, were sent to separate recording stations thousands of miles apart to do an 80s and 90s action commentary podcast for a crime they happily committed. Something James Spader told them about that involved an industrial drum of coconut butter hand lotion and a common household whisk. These men promptly created a passion-filled wave of action adoration that swept throughout the internet underground. Today, still wanted by Steven Seagal for making one too many jokes about his expanding gut and knitted hair, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you love action, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you should be listening to Dr. Action and the Kick-Ass Kid Commentaries. This podcast, people, explodes. Hello, and welcome to Dr. Action and the Kick-Ass Kid Commentary Podcast. I am Dr. Action. And I am (laughs) the Kick-Ass Kid. And this is a very spooky episode of Dr. Action and the Kick-Ass Kid Commentaries, because we've entered our spooky action Horror month. Ooh. Boo! Oh dear, oh dear. I think I've shit myself. I seem to have shit my pants. <laughs> I seem to have done some doo-doo in my underoos. Um, hi, sir, how are you? How has your uh, uh, month in action been and all that good stuff? It's been good. It's been rather good. What, what, what have you been watching? <laughs> Highlight so far has been the Purge Anarchy. Yes. I found it to be rather, rather good. Yes. Uh, full of action. Yes. A uh, little bit of suspense. <sighs> a little bit of horror. Oh. Uh, but mainly it was Frank Grillo uh, going around uh, shooting people. I rather enjoyed it. I rather enjoyed it, yes. <laughs> um, my highlights have been a robot jocks. Uh, yeah, the old Stuart Gordon film, yeah. Uh, which I enjoyed. Uh, I also watched Eye Murders, which has uh, uh, Brooke Lewis, uh, the wonderfully talented Scream Queen, and Tony Todd in it, uh, as sort of detectives on on the trail of the serial killer, who uses an internet group uh, to kill them. 
Also, that also stars Frank Grillo. Grillo is in that. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, William Forsythe. Uh, William uh, Forsythe, yes. Tony Todd. Tony I've, Todd. I've met both of those gentlemen. Both, both of them, yes. They're very nice. Yes. They, uh, they, 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 they touch my hand. Did they touch I, your I, I didn't want them to touch my hand. I yeah. said, get, get off. Get off, and you, you drew away. You could have an Ebola. Ebola, I know. yes. Ebola. They both had bowler hats, yes. Yes, they yes. did. I said, I don't want any of that Ebola. No. Hat. Not on me. No. William Forsyth. No. 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 <laughs> and, uh, yes, I watched that. That was uh, frightfully good. Um... I've watched lots of horror movies, obviously. Uh, not so many have action in them, but 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 Rats, Night of Terror, and Hell of the Living Dead, which I reviewed for Blue Underground on the After Movie Die in a website. Uh, they both had a moderate amount of action in them, surprisingly, and I enjoyed them both immensely. But you can read all about that, as I said, over on the After Movie Die website. Uh, on top of that, The Mist. I watched The Mist. Uh, I watched Night of the Demons 2, which has a, a Lambo reference. I do like Night of the Demons, directed, of course, by Brian Trenchard-Smith. Trenchard-Smith. Who, who uh, was interviewed under one of my favourite personal One of my favourites, too. The After Movie Dialogue. <sighs> hosted, of course, by John John Cross. Oh, what a frightfully young, young, lovely chap, bronze and, 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 and tight of skin and firm of buttock. He's, he's only 21. And only. I, he's very knowledgeable for, for a man of only 21. I like looking at his pictures. <laughs> uh, so I watched that nice as he was too, which has a fun time there. I watched... By the wonderful, wonderful Pert Soska twins. <sighs> I watched Dead Hooker in a Truck, which has a surprising amount of action in it, considering it was a student feature made for under $5,000. I have seen that film. Have you seen it? I have seen that film. Yes. I don't like the way it's shot. They get much better at shooting things as they go on because it's very close up and very shaky. I didn't like that. But uh, you see, in Hollywood, you see, they, they tend to throw more money. And when they tend to throw more money, you, you seem to get a better DP. You, you seem to get more world premises here. Well, you say that. You say that, but their second feature, oh, American Mary, which I find very difficult to say, American Mary, uh, their second feature was also an independent movie, not financed by a studio, and it, <laughs> it looks much better uh, than, than Hooker in the Trunk. Uh, but, 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 looking past the way it was shot and edited, I enjoyed it immensely in the Pantal region, and I enjoyed the amount of action there was in it. Some gunplay, lots of heads blowing up, and Lady lost her hand, which is a surprising scene. 
There was a scene with two policemen tied together, which I thought was wonderfully wonderful. And I enjoyed the, 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 the twins' acting as well. I know that they say, when spoken to, that they're failed actresses, but I think they should be kinder on themselves. I, I rather enjoyed them. Yes. Apart from that, I've watched... Um, apart from that, the only other remotely action-orientated horror movie I've watched is Ron Perlman in the the John Carpenter episode of, of Masters of Horror, Pro-Life. I've seen that as well. Lots of gunplay in that, dear boy. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Very good. Very good. Very good. That was it. That was it for my accident. That's all I was it, yes. I watched Hatchet 3. Oh. Oh, did you now? I did, yes. It, 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 was, a, it was a good ending to a, a terrific trilogy. Was it uh, a, nice, a nice ending? A nice satisfying climax? I, I climaxed. I gave Marjorie, my wife, a climax <laughs> last night. She didn't say it was satisfying, but she said it would do considering how old, wrinkly and useless my knob is. <laughs> and I thought, well, you know, when you've lived to my age, that kind of compliment is about all you can hope for. That and a slightly more peaceful bowel movement occasionally. You, usually I finish and say to, to my dear lady wife, you'll have to finish yourself. Uh, hurry up, though. Turn the light off. I need shut-eye. Uh, hurry up, turn the light off, because I want to watch the, the replay of Bergerac that's being put on television with my favourite actor, John Nettles. Yes, uh, the other night it was the Christmas special. Oh, I love that one. Nettles is on top form. Yes, what a bloody great episode that is. I like I, uh... to call him the squinty witness. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's got a big red face... Squinty, piggy little eyes. <laughs> He's a lot like the English Steven Seagal, who also has a big round face, squinted little eyes. <laughs> I don't even know why we're doing these voices, but I'm loving it. It's fantastic. No, I don't, I don't know. I'm just Let's keep going. John, John Elves is 71. Oh, is he? 71 years old. It's only two pictures of him on IMDb. That's ridiculous. Yeah, well, you know, he wasn't in Mononk, so <laughs> if he had been, there'd be millions of pictures. And he'd be world famous by now. Uh, John, John Luke Goddard is... I uh, wanted to work with Jean Nettles. Yes. Uh, Quentin Tarantino is... Uh, well, you know, I've always really liked John Nettles. I had all the Bergerac movies. <laughs> OK, OK. <laughs> So Harvey Weinstein comes to me and he says, "You're making the A play," and I'm like, "I want John Nettles. I've seen, I've seen Burr's Rack. It's great. I got him. <laughs> okay, okay. So, <laughs> so we got him. And he shot him in the face. In the face. Uh, so yes, I I live for John Nettles. Oh, never read that said before. John Nettles and 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 John Souchet. Souchet. I do like him very much as Poirot. Poirot. 
this is amazing. I love the way he says, Miss Lemo, Miss Lemo, these cream buns are fantastic. I like the one. I, I can remember. I always remember the one where he uh, eats like these caramel chocolate sweets and, I was, and he goes into the shop to pick them and I thought, they look fucking delicious, they do. Yeah. And around, Suchet, you greedy bastard. Yeah, you little fuck, you little Belgian <laughs> cunt. <laughs> go on, give me those sweets and then go fuck Tintin. <laughs> and which movie was he in as the bad guy? Who, Tintin? No, Suchet. Executive decision. was, he was the little... Um, Middle Eastern terrorist criminal guy from Executive Decision. Yeah. Good film, that is. We're going to have to cover that. And I think he walked up to Seagal when he was on set and went, wait, are you John Nettles? (laughs) Seagal said... I'm Bergerac, Fucking... Where's my... Where's my vintage car? I'm fucking Bergerac. I'm going to go to Jersey and fuck shit up. (laughs) It's the film you've all been waiting for. Seagal is back. Steven Seagal is... <laughs> Bergerac. Alan Bergerac, whatever his name was. What was his first name? Let's have a look. On the mean streets of Jersey. Not New Jersey. That's Jersey the island. Ah. Uh. Steven Seagal is John Nettles is Bergerac. Jim Bergerac. Jim Bergerac, okay. Listen, this sounds good. Alcoholic, divorced father of a young daughter, D.S. Jim Bergerac is a maverick who prefers <laughs> doing things his own way. He's got a classic car. <laughs> and consequently doesn't always carry out his investigations the way his boss would like. Steven Seagal is Jim Bergerac. I'm Jim Bergerac. I like me some Jersey cows, Johnny. Does that mean I'm from Iraq? No, no, you're Bergerac. What kind of crazy name is Bergerac? Well, what kind of name is Mason Storm? You got a point. Why don't we call him... Jim Bergerback. That sounds better. No, Can because I... if we do that, we have to cast Gary Daniels. He loves a back. Detective Sergeant Bim, Jim Bergerback say, I was in the CIA. <laughs> I was moved to Jersey I because I special, won't follow orders. I was in a special elite train unit. They had to protect the Dalai Lama, Johnny. And uh, I did it by eating all the pigs. And, uh, and the bison and the zebra, Johnny. Instead of playing a DS, how about I'm a SWAT team leader in Jersey? There's not much call for SWAT team. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll go with SWAT team. Get Steve Austin in as the mayor. The cigar as Jim Bergerac is possibly the greatest thing I can imagine. Hmm. That has to happen, I think. It's, it's the only way he's going to get his Oscar, you know, like John Wayne did for True Grit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've got you've got to wait for that opportunity to come along. So Steven Seagal... Seagal's never done a trip. movie in England, has he? <coughs> no, I don't think so. It's time for him to do his version of Brannigan and come yeah. to the UK 
and yeah. have like uh, who would be? I suppose Anthony Hopkins would be like the the modern day version of Richard Attenborough. Um, who else? Well, it's not going to be Richard Attenborough anymore. Uh, fucker's dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Old little round bastard. About Ken Barlow. Ken Barlow would be him. Or John Nettles. John Nettles, that'd be good. He'd be like fucking twins. Yeah. N- Nettles and Seagal are <laughs> Bergerac and Brannigan in Brannigan, The Return. Pango and Rash. Yeah, the trouble is, is of course, Seagal never dresses any differently. He has to be in, like, leather and all the rest of it. Whereas... If you're an American cop coming to the UK, you have to dress in a brown, dirty Harry suit. That's the mm. law. He just comes over dressed as a lion. Yeah. Oh, this is a real lion. I'm dressed, I'm a, dressed as a Native American, Johnny. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, in a pink hair? Uh, or, uh, what do you call him? Oh, onesie. He's got a pink, fluffy onesie with rabbit ears. I'd pay to see Stephen Seagal in a pink onesie. With rabbit ears. Amazing. Yeah. I'd, I'd watch that. Yeah. I'd watch that. Steven Seagal is man baby in <laughs> Jeff Man Baby. That's right, Johnny. I'm a man baby. <laughs> it's like my version of Kindergarten Cop, only I'm better. Instead of going under undercover as a teacher, I went undercover as a baby. I'm going deep, deep <laughs> undercover. <laughs> Behold my Brad Pig <laughs> Steven Seagal in Green Jill. <laughs> Steven Seagal is Jeff Man Baby in I'm a Bad Baby. <laughs> I always thought Steven Seagal could have added something to the press gang. Yeah, I felt... With Dexter, with Dexter Fletcher. Dexter Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Julia Swallow. From uh, Absolutely Fabulous. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great programme, that was. Always had me on the edge of my seat, wanting to turn it off. (laughs) (laughs) We had some real shit programmes when we were kids, didn't we? I always wanted to know what um, Chuck Robinson would have made on the set of uh, Grange Hill. That would have been amazing. Well, Danny, Ken- here, boy. <laughs> Danny Kendall with the drugs. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. What was his name? The one who was licking the drugs off the toilet floor. It's those damn drugs. It's those damn drugs he's been digging. <laughs> I've got to dig him downtown and show him a listen. I'm going to shove some stuffed cabbage up his ass. Mm. I'll teach him from doing those damn drugs. Are there any Jewish if, families in the neighbourhood? I like their <laughs> cooking. <laughs> if, if you combine it, you combine Grange Hill with Press Gang. Yeah. Press Gang could have been investigating the drugs in Grange Hill. Yeah. And Charles Bronson could have slept with Julia Swahar. She could have died. She could have blown, be blown up or something. Yeah. And then he, yeah. then I have to go and revenge the death of Julia Swahar. Yeah, because yeah, obviously there was a teacher in Grange Hill called Mr. Bronson, weren't there? There was, yeah, yeah. yeah and it was played by him. Bronson Pinochet. No, it wasn't. No. <laughs> uh, Pinchot, or whatever his name was. Yeah. I don't know what I'm the, the, the gay one from Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. No, I can't see this. Um, what else could you do? You could cast uh, 
you could cast Stallone in Button Moon. It was Mr. Spoon. As Mr. Spoon, yeah. And uh, he's got a big fat face. <laughs> Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney. He could be Button Moon. He could. Just land on his face. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's all good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Portland Bill could Portland be. Portland Bill. Portland could... Bill would have to be like Mel Gibson, <laughs> where they've sent him to to the the lighthouse to live by himself because of all his <laughs> racist outbursts. <laughs> boat going past as well. Like, There's Portland Bill. <laughs> hey, sugar text. Oh, he's always doing Fuck that. Fuck off, you cheeky bastard. <laughs> Uh, why does he live on that island? I don't like Jews. <laughs> yeah, why does he live on that island? No Jews. Oh, <laughs> I don't like Jews. I'm not particularly fond of the blacks, but don't tell Danny Glover. <laughs> Mel Gibson is racist Portland Bill in Portland Racist Bill. The new show coming to ITV this fall. Hey, yo, Bill. It's nice on your island. Fuck off, are you Jewish? <laughs> because there's nobody here of a different ethnic nationality to myself. And I'm allowed oh. to hang around here denying the Holocaust all I like. <laughs> and nobody stops me. <laughs> I can't believe people actually deny a Holocaust. Yeah. Shocking. Especially when you can rent Cannibal Holocaust on DVD. I mean, it's right there. I don't even know how you can deny it. It is uh, what people have never seen a documentary before. That's the most unflinching documentary I've ever seen. Yeah, a and turtle uh, murder. Yeah, Brian Mills in Schindler's List. Yeah, he was fucking all the drugged up ones, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, but yeah, I'll I mean, I don't know how you can deny anything really. Except uh, the existence of God, I can deny that. Um, well, I don't know, he's never spoke to me. Right, he's never um, spoken to anyone except loony people. I don't um, know, he spoke to my uh, uncle, Uncle Gerard, Gerard once. Yeah. He spoke to him, yeah. Yeah, but your Uncle Gerard <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a duck. <laughs> well, I go and visit him once a week, he's, uh, he lives up on the hill, yeah. a big house. <laughs> With other people. Yeah. <laughs> and do some of those people wear pyjamas even in the middle of the day? Yeah. 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 And do, do some of them, like, as you enter the house, come up to you, take their penises out and go, oh, just touch it, just touch it, it's a Loch Ness Monster. And yeah, then, like, yeah. run away and They've all spoken to God. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, know, I think he probably lives there or something. <laughs> yes, his name's Jeffrey God. <laughs> or Godfrey Jeff or something. Godfrey Jeffrey. Yeah. 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 They like, you know, he's... We call him nice God bloke. for short. <laughs> name's Godfrey. We call him God for short. Is he like that? Oh, he loves it. He loves it. He's got some great ideas. He wears a like, large white robe and he's grown his beard out. It looks right smashing. <laughs> Sits there on top of a large poof, expounding his wisdom to anyone who listen. And who listens? Nobody. Nobody listens. <laughs> what's the... What's the poof? Julian Clary. It's Julian Clary. <laughs> Prime blessed. 
Nah, he could, he could, yeah. yeah. Who, who played God in a film? If you did a film about God, who would play God? Well, I wouldn't do a film about God, but if, if I did, probably Christopher Walken. Yeah, if you could, um, God. Uh, Christopher Walken or uh, John Nettles. Yeah. Or, I, think I, um, I think I would go for uh, Ian McKellen. Jimmy Cranky. Finding their sex toys. Yeah. <laughs> well, how, how come none of the substances dried on this are white? What you don't want to do? <laughs> Seems to be all browns and reds and it's a bit of green on here. I went right up my nose. That was the last night I did nose fucking. Never again. I didn't like it. It touched the tip of my brain. That bit I liked. <laughs> I couldn't get my nostril elasticated enough to get it over the other cranky's cork. <laughs> if I had, he would have fucked me right in the nose. <laughs> We're talking about having all the cartilage removed. <laughs> I had brace for a scythe in one side, <laughs> Eddie Lodge in the other. I had Sid Little up my ass, my husband in my fudge, and I had Jimmy Savile in my mouth. I keep the fudge only for my <laughs> husband. It is the... It is the I don't want to be accused of being a slag. It is the bond that we, we made when we got married, that the fudge would be his. Unless I'm being double-teamed, in which case, if we do DP, I am allowed Paul... Daniels. <laughs> and my husband. Because he's considerably smaller than my husband. But my husband has to take first watch, if you know what I mean. He has to go up there first. He has to drill away until there's enough of a cave for Daniels to squeeze his little pecker in. <laughs> and sometimes he comes right at the same time. My badge is full of spunk. Celebrity spunk. We've bottled it and given it to children. <laughs> and every year, every year, Teddy Wogan says, what are you giving me this for? I'm like, it's celebrity spunk. Larry's <laughs> a fucking fortune, Teddy. I tried to fuck Punzi. <laughs> First time I gave it to Terry Wogan, he had a bit of a cough and he drank it. I said, don't drink it. <laughs> it's worth a fortune. He thought it was a Guinness that hadn't settled yet. <laughs> Imagine that. What do you do if you found out that you had a drink and it contained cranky <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> Cranky and Daniel's. 
I don't think you'd ever live that down, would you? <laughs> is that okay if you won't let me fuck Pudsy? Can I be dressed up as Pudsy and be fucked? <laughs> And they put a little bandana on me. And then, any large. When he does the lineup, he's like, oh, at 20 past nine, we have EastEnders doing a song. And then at half past nine, Jimmy Cranky gets dressed up as Pudsy and uh, the the Welsh national rugby team fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) It's all for a good cause. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <sighs> Jonathan Ross is going to come on later. <laughs> uh, the two of us are going to wank off at Jimmy Cranky's butthole. <laughs> Gaping butthole. She's inserted the book plug now. I think it's wonders what they can do with modern makeup these days. They've made the butthole yellow, just like Pudsey. <laughs> Oh, no, look, she's wearing a little pair of spotted shorts. She'd probably put a strap on and try and fuck his, what's it? <laughs> Eye wound. <laughs> I've always wanted to know what's under the bandana and can I fuck it? <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. It's before the watershed. She's doing it. She's <laughs> got a strap on and I've given it to his eye wound. He fucking loves it. He doesn't. He really doesn't. <laughs> Just imagine that. It's like, and we're back from the news, and we take it right back to <laughs> children in need. <laughs> it just cuts. It's like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Massive strap-on <laughs> black dildo. Especially in the eye. No. <laughs> Terry Wogan's looking completely panicked. What we didn't like to tell you was the person in the, the Pudsy outfit is, is the Queen. And uh, she was going to surprise the nation by revealing herself, but she's being fucked in the eye. Oh, it's a. But Jimmy Cranky. It is a trouble now. Uh, unfortunately, Fern Britain has got overexcited and has got her tats out. Uh, <laughs> so if uh, you could uh, just look away, because Fern Britain's tests are out. And, uh, oh, she's frigging herself. She's frigging herself with a little plastic pudsy doll. How, how lovely. Uh, uh, oh, no, Sarah Green has shown up. And uh, she is now trying to stick something up Fern Britain's ass. Uh, this whole show will have to be stopped now. Let's go over to Rick Asley. <laughs> <laughs> Do we do it with the Chesney Hawks? <laughs> And it just cuts to the dressing room and Chesley Hawks is bent Rick Astley over. <laughs> slamming him. <sighs> oh, what's happening? What's happening? And Rick Astley just looks up and goes, He told me that the children in need were up my bum. <laughs> He's only to put one of those checks. <laughs> This this is for the uh, St Mary's uh, Junior School in Hampshire. For every bit of sperm up my ass, you. (laughs) If you want to help, help children. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, they will give. (laughs) Fifty (laughs) p. 
forever, sperm. <laughs> he, he sticks at me. Chesney Hawks will give fifty P for every drop of coal he drips in me. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> Doubled this evening's tally. Chesney <laughs> Hawks had a lot of spunk. <laughs> We've doubled this evening's tally from five pounds <laughs> to, to seventeen pounds. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Chesney. <laughs> and I am going to be selling off my wig later on, as I believe Jimmy Cranky. Oh, oh, oh what a funny little fellow! Wants to use it <laughs> as a cum rack. As a mannequin. Yes, as a <laughs> I tried to say, but look, look now. My toupee is black <coughs> and you're clearly a ginge. Jimmy Cranky said, I don't care. I like a nice big thatch of pubic hair. I'd like to use it as a mackin down on my vajiji. Ah, this show took a dark turn. Yes. It's just something about the, the, the sexual deviancy of Jimmy Cranky that just will always, from now on, make me wet myself. And it's something to do with the idea of all those 80s, early 90s perform Like, just the kind of... The very bland, boring, beige, you know, middle-of-the-road crap that we had on TV at that point. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's something funny about perverting that, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, it all, well, kind of is perverse anyway, if you read the news. It was awful. It was awful! Apparently. So what's that, in all seriousness, dude, what's happening with Jason Statham? Oh, what do you mean, what's happening with Jason Statham? Well, because we haven't had a new movie out, and he has to have at least three movies out every year. That's the rules. And he's got some waiting... Yeah, I uh, I don't know. The only f- you see, it's the more disappointing the fact that the only film he's been in so <laughs> far this year is Expendables Three. And he's got Wild Card, which is meant to be coming out, but no, no thirteenth of November. That's in Italy, though. Oh, is that Italy? Yeah, well, it's it's got no release date for the UK or the US. It's got release dates for Italy, Latvia, Belgium, Azerbaijan, Netherlands, Germany, Ukraine, and Estonia. It's not out in Germany until the 12th of February, my birthday next year. So we've got to go. I bet. I don't know. It's weird. There's no reviews of it, is there? No. So it's not as though it's had some bad reviews and they've put it back. No, it's it's just one of these things that... I think, I think what's, what's really fucking weird about the Statham-type movies is that if you're in, like, 
if you make a movie, uh, for example, like See No Evil 2 or American Mary or whatever, like some <clears throat> low-budget indie or low-budget studio movie, um, or something like Terry Gilliam's um, Zero, Theorem. Zero Theorem or whatever, in order to even get them seen in the first place, they have to do huge amounts of press on them. Mm. But then if you're a big movie, like Expendables 3 or whatever, blah, 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 because you're a big studio movie, they do an insane amount of press on them. But, like, the movies that Statham does that aren't the big franchise ones, there's never a lot of press done on them, is there? I mean, the odd interview he gives here and there, but there's not... Do, do, do you think they just sort of know that it will make it, you know, a bit of money at the cinema, but it's more going to... It's going to do well on DVD? You think that's why they just don't... Because, you know, these press junkets... Because think of all those movies that Nick Cage does... And they're never promoted by anyone, ever. They just show up on Netflix and everyone, like, we promote them, like, fans of them, like, share them amongst themselves once they come out. But they're never advertised anywhere or promoted anywhere, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's like Danny Trejo, isn't it? And, although Danny Trejo makes some, you know, real B-movies, but you're right, with, like, somebody like Nick Cage, he's had two films out... In the past couple of weeks in England, he's had that rage, yeah. or a toy whatever, whatever it is, yeah. and Joe, yeah. and they just turned up in the DVD shop. You know, there was probably like a couple of adverts in the uh, magazines, for it, but it wasn't like a big deal. Right. These films didn't even go to the I think Joe might have been at the cinema for like a week. Right. If that, and that was probably at some art house. There's an art house film called <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Hopefully, Jason said, you know, this new one will just sneak out onto cinemas before the end of the year. It'll get good press and it'll be released. I think we have to wait ages for uh, Parker in England. Yeah. I don't know who's in charge of them, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you had four fucking films out last year, if you include Fast and Furious 6. Right. Uh, and it, like I say, it's just disappointing that the only thing we've had him in is The Expendables 3, and I wasn't... Didn't like that so much. No. No, I mean, they're trying to make it... They're trying to rectify the lashing that it got by uh, putting it out unrated. Well, the action weren't bad in it. Yeah, it wasn't that that we had a problem with. It was no. the whole second act with those silly little tits. No, it's, it's the storyline of them aim fucking off the Expendables to get in those little knob rags. Yeah. Which, you know... And I thought, like, he would do that, Statham would storm out of the bar, give him a talking to, and he'd be like, all right. But the moment he turned around to Statham and said, no, I'm like, you don't say that to Statham. Yeah, it's just... <sighs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't... I, 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 I get it, in a way. Sylvester Stone wants to sort of keep his franchise going, and he thought the best way to do that is include... But that's because they weren't listening to the fans. But, yeah, that's because they, they weren't to... listening to the fans, they were listening to the studio. Yeah. And if you yeah. listen to the fans, you'd be like, no. Like, because no-one was sat around going, who's going to be in Expendables? Like, you know every year there's, like, who's going to be in the next Expendables, right? There's, like, it goes around all the websites and goes, we do it and, and everything, right? Yeah, yeah. And all the fans picking it. Has any fan of the <laughs> franchise ever gone, the person I really want to see in the next Expendables is Ellen Klutz or fucking... 
Glenn fucking dolphin fucker pal. Has anyone ever said that? No. Um, they've said, you know, they've said Sigourney Weaver, they've said Cynthia Rothrock, they've said Pam Greer. No one's ever said Ronda Rousey. You know what I mean? They might have said Gina Carano, but no one's ever said Ronda Rousey. Um, I've said Gina Carano. Ronda Rousey was her first film. Yeah. I'd fucked it. I mean, New Blood, she can't, you don't even know if she can act yet. Right. You know. Well, Gina Carano, we know, has really great breasts. Acting ability. <laughs> acting. She's, she's got a couple of great points. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's Forget good. Even, like, fucking Kate Beckinsale or Mila Jolovich or someone would have been better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, and then that fucking little Ortiz guy. I mean, what? <laughs> you mean the chimney sweep? But was there even any point in having him in the movie? Yeah, that's the easiest money he's ever made. Yeah. Hiding out in a fucking chimney. Yeah. While all the action's going on. No, no, on. that's Glenn Powell who did that. I'm oh, talking is that, about is Ortiz, that is. the little, the little guy oh, with the big gun. Oh, yeah, he did nothing as well. <laughs> the best thing, I think the best thing in that film is Antonio Banderas. Yeah. He's awesome. The sad thing is, I've had no desire to go back and watch it again. I mean, I no, will. Bu- I will buy the Blu-ray just because. I've, I've, I mean, the I've had a uh, uh, email come through. Mark Burns has sent me a <coughs> link on the uh, on the Facebook page saying that the Steel Books getting released. And I'm just like, I don't don't feel as I really want to get it. No. It's extra, you know, it's extra money that I could spend on another Blu-ray. Dildo. Yeah. Yeah, dildo. Steel book Blu-ray dildo. Or a vibrating egg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or one of those face masks where you put it on and then there's a big cock that hangs off your chin. I've got one of them. Can, it's called those. my chin. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't need one. But I just, I you know, I looked at it and I thought, oh, I don't really want to. I don't really want to shell out extra for that. I, sp- you know, I spent enough going to the cinema and sort of coming out going fucking hell. Yeah. So. But then next year, you see, we have for the states we have Wildcard, Fast and Furious Seven, Spy, and Mechanic Two. <coughs> yeah, yeah, it looks like he's going to have a pretty damn good 2015. So we've got that to look forward to. Yeah. Um, and then Expendables 4, I presume, in 2016. Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope. Let's hope all the others die in a huge truck explosion. And, yeah, except uh, Stallone keeps saying that the reason why he thinks it wasn't successful was that it wasn't R-rated. And it's like, no, <laughs> that's not what it was. I mean, yeah, that would have helped, but... That would have that would have appeased the people probably of our age who are sort of like, oh, no, we want it r You know, because I would have preferred it if it was R-rated. Although the action was fine. Uh, the lack of swearing didn't bother me. And there I was more the act- swearing in this one than there has been in any of the others. Even at the PG-13. Yeah, I mean, I think the most swearing, you know, F-bombs and everything, was probably the first one. Well, there first was hardly still the best. Yeah, I mean, there, there was hardly any in Expendables 2. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Did well, he's think- admitting that Expendables 2 was filmed as a PG. He's, ex- he's admitted that. Oh, is he? Yeah, he said that the uh, last two... He said the last two were PGs, is what he said. All right. Okay. Oh, well, the film that I'm most looking forward to now, uh, action-wise, is John 
Wick. Yeah, the Keanu Reeves movie. <clears throat> yeah, you get that this month, don't you? Do we? I think you do. We don't get it till Christmas Day. Oh. 24th of October, you get it. In, There's in, so in, many in movies Berlin. out that I want to see at the moment. I want to see Gone Girl. I want to see Kill the Messenger. Um... There's another one out at the moment I want to see. Kill the Messenger? With Jeremy Renner. It's about how the government uh, used to ship cocaine in order to fund a war in Nicaragua or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think that's it. Oh, no, we don't get that till 6th of March. Next year? Yeah. What? That's disgusting. It's months away. I know. Tits. It's disgusting behaviour. But there's not much coming out, is there, until now, till the end of the year, really? No. What have we got? When's Fast and Furious out? Uh, That's uh, April next year, I think. April? Yeah, 3rd of April. Nightcrawler. Ian Shaw seeks revenge against Dominic Toretto and his crew for the death of his brother. Oh, we've got uh, the November Man coming. Yeah, I missed that in the cinema. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I did see Death of uh, Walk Amongst the Tombstones or whatever. Yeah, I've not, I've not seen that yet. I'll get Tusk 5th of December. Ooh, Tusk. When's Tusk out on DVD? Uh, that won't be till next year now, will it, for you? I don't know. Well, it could be, it might be Christmas time. You might be lucky. That movie got way too much um, shit. I'm, like I said, I've not seen it. I can't wait to see it, though. Taken 3 looks fucking good. Taken 3 looks the bee's knees. How good does it look? It looks fucking superb. They killed Lynette Lenore. By the looks of it. They killed Lenore, and I need to find more drugged-up people to fuck. With that bitch gone, I can do what I want. Do you hear me, Kimmy? Have you got any friends, Kimmy, who like drugs? Uh, It's got a 6.6 on IMDb. Yeah. Tusk. Unfairly shat upon by the same people who sit around the internet and complain, there's no really good movies. <laughs> Why does America make something original? And make they... something original. <laughs> we want a remake. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like originality. I like, I like, I tell you what, Kevin Smith, take Tusk away and remake it. And then we shall like it. Yes. We shall, we shall, we shall shill out money for it. Take man. it away. Make the walrus CGI. <laughs> remake it. Blow something up, and then I'll love it. Oh, oh. <laughs> yep, that's what they like. Yeah. Fucking people. So, what film are we doing this week, sir? Are we doing a film? Yeah. yeah go we on. We don't then. have to. We don't have yeah. to. Oh, we're going to do Split Second. Split Bottoms. Split Bottoms. The Jimmy Granker story. Now, I do believe this is uh, one of uh, your personal friends, Chris Danger Jones. This is one of his favourite films, isn't it? It's one of my favourite films, but yes, it is one of his favourite films also. 
But this would be a desert island movie for me. I would definitely take this to a desert island. You'd take it on there and bury it. That's not very nice. No, I'd take it on there and I'd watch it. And, and then when Kim Cattrall gets her titties out, I would give it a good rub. I'd wank in the sun. I'd wank in the sun. <laughs> I've not seen it for quite a while, but um, I love it. I do love it. It's a great film. Tonight, uh, but- John Gielgud, Helen... <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm McDowell and and Ralph Richardson star in a wank in the sand. <laughs> it's set in uh, <laughs> Libya in World War Two, and uh, Sir John Gilgood. All he wants to do is wank in the sand. It's fucking marvellous. So in this scene, uh, Sir John, what was your uh, inspiration, uh, your character and the motivation and so on? Little boy, I wanted to wake in the sand. I saw Helen Millen's beautiful big breath and I thought, ooh, I'd like to wank in the sand. So I do. And Alex Guinness comes along and Alec Guinness says, Pardon me, young chappy, are you wanking in the sand? And I was like, yes, I'm wanking in the sand, go away. <laughs> and I'm living in owning a drug. I like to wank in the sand. I can't do Alec Guinness. And then Christopher Lee comes along. I was in Lord of the Rings. I see you want to wank in the sand. I like to wank in the sand with my Dracula cape on. The stunning epic film, the kind of thing we haven't seen since David Lean's Lawrence of Arabia. Sir John Gilgood, Peter O'Toole, the ghost of Oliver Reed, and Christopher Lee, and Alec Guinness, and Ralph Richardson, and Jeff Apple. Jeff Goldblum in A Wank in the Sand. (laughs) The Daily Sport rates it as five out of five. The producers of The English Patient. (laughs) Daniel Day-Lewis cameos as a penis. (laughs) It was my hardest role today, becoming a penis. To prepare for the event, (laughs) I spent six months as a penis trapped in a pair of boxer shorts, trapped in a pair of skinny jeans and a young punk band member in Croydon. In Croydon. (laughs) To prepare for the role, I wore a giant cock ring and got my head wanked off by many (laughs) prozzies down at King's Cross. (laughs) They were rent boys, though. <laughs> I don't like tits. <laughs> <laughs> Walking around King's Cross with a big penis outfit on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm for sale. <laughs> <laughs> it's all for, for research. Oh, that's not a real film. What? <laughs> Doing this for nothing. <laughs> They're doing it for children in need. <laughs> But I got circumcised and everything. <laughs> That's the kind of thing a fucking method actor would do. Yeah, right. What am I playing? You're playing somebody who's been castrated. Shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing a woman 
Go and get it cut off, Daniel. <laughs> I don't want to cut my willy up. Do you remember that guy on the Far Show that used to say, and this role requires 14 hours in makeup or whatever it was, and then they would put on like a really shitty makeup, and he would just turn around and, and, and do like a really shitty impression of whatever it was meant to be. Danny Day Lewis strikes me as that guy. You know, did you see the one where he was like, when I was playing so and so in Planet of the Apes, it required four hours of makeup, and then they just put like half a coconut husk over his mouth and like a big eyebrows, and he just turns around and goes, ooh, ooh, ooh. Like that. He rings a bell. That's what Daniel Day Lewis is like. Because he's like, oh, well, it required so many things in makeup. And yeah, but then all you did was sit there and put on a silly voice. <laughs> yeah, I remember one time there was pictures of him in the paper because he was in Italy being a, a shoe fucking... <laughs> Someone who fucked shoes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think he was that in was Italy fucking Terence some... the Shoe Fucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have a moccasin, Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? Wouldn't we all? You long little whores of the foot world. (laughs) (laughs) Tantalisingly soft with their beaten hide. That sounds like Shakespeare. Yes. I'd like a furry slipper. If I'm going to fuck anything, I want a furry slipper. Get me a furry slipper, Marjorie. And some Air Jordans. (laughs) <laughs> I want to pump me up Get this in Reebok pump Yeah So what movie are we doing? We're doing Split Second with Rutger Hauer in it Yep, Rutger Hauer And uh, Armstrong Yeah, a uh, little bollock face <laughs> <laughs> Pete Puzzlethwaite, you mean? No, yeah, Michael J. Pollard, isn't he? Yeah, the guy from Dark Age. What? That little guy. He's oh, is he in it? He's in it. Okay. Um, I forgot who he was. Um, Pete Postlethwaite. Yeah, Pete Postlethwaite. Uh, it was made in England. It was made in England. Um, who else is that? Alistair Duncan. Alan he Armstrong. plays Dick Durkin, does he? I always, I always kind of look at Alan Armstrong and Pete Postlethwaite and you always think to yourself... Same bloke. Same bloke. It's not the same bloke. It's not the same bloke. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's listed on IMDb as an action crime horror. Yes. As, as possibly one of my favourite scenes of any film in it. And uh, when we get to that part, I shall tell you what my favourite part is. Uh, so are we ready? Uh, I don't know. <sighs> Hang on. Uh, yes, I am. I'm using the, the downloaded from YouTube version. Yes, me too, because you sent it me. And I'm on naught, 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 naught. Right, are you ready? Yes. Right. Right, then. Let's get it started. Get this show on the fucking road. Right. Three, two, one, go. Oh, we've got the... What was this again? This was... Uh... Tristar. Could be Tristar. No, it's Sony. Like Sony Pictures, isn't it? Fucking Sony Pictures doing that to me, making me look a twat. Yeah, I know. If they own the rights as well, why haven't they released it on a, a sweet little Blu-ray? No, Steelbook, 60 quid with a T-shirt. I don't want Steelbook, 60 quid with a T-shirt. 
I just want a decent Blu-ray of it. Two thousand and eight, like this was this was years ago. Filmed years ago, yeah. After forty days and nights of torrential <laughs> rain, the city is largely submerged below water, a result of the devastating effects of continued global warming. The warnings ignored for decades have now resulted in undreamed of levels of pollution. I can't read that that quickly. Yeah, I was gonna say you're gonna run out of time. Yeah. Wouldn't it be awesome if this was, like, the actual equipment the police had to go down the Thames with? Yeah. It'd be great if this was a documentary. Well, except that London would be underwater. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. I like London. Woodgower. Do you think they actually submerged London in water to film it? Yeah, I think they did, yeah. I think, I think they did drown London. Yeah. Bet it's bloody wet down Albert Square. I bet Doc can't light a cigarette. Yeah, sure. Oh, what? Hey. Is that a name, Doc? Doc Cotton, yeah. Wow. In, in, Notice how the Gherkin or the Shard or any of those buildings aren't there. <laughs> they fell down, didn't they? They're underwater. Yeah, they're underwater. Fucking expensive to go up the Shard, you know. I'm no, I, don't, I don't even know what it is, other than I've read about it. It wasn't even there the last time I was in London. Yeah, it's a big building. Yeah, I know. Looks stupid as well. It does. They're right making London look all fucking modern and fancy, and I don't like it. I love those boots. Daniel Day-Lewis fucked each one of those. Yeah. For his role as... That's why I like him. Nigel, the, the shoe fucker. Look at that. Immediately the coolest man on the planet. Yeah. I mean, how I must have just fucking loved this. How this movie is not... White Wave Arrow not released it. Well, no, but how is this movie not revered as the greatest movie? Like, this is better than Blade Runner. I'll take this over Blade Runner any day of the week. You've not seen Blade Runner, have you? No. I don't need to, though. I already know this is better. Oh, I want one of those fan boats. How cool would that be? That'd be pretty good. Going around like that? Yeah, especially if Roger Moore was on it. I'll just rock up to a whorehouse, <laughs> take some prizes with me. <laughs> I, f- I fuck for free in whorehouses. Durkin! I love that his name's Dick Durkin. Yeah. It's a coincidence as well, because I named my knob that years ago. So I even saw the movie. I did as well, because it rhymes with Gherkin. Yeah. My cock's the size of a small Gherkin. Yeah. All locations for this film. Hartley Jam Factory. Nice. Well, he's a big fan of jam. That's what you call a woman when she's on a period. What, Hartley Jam Factory? (laughs) Yeah. That's what I call her panties. (laughs) London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. See, back in the day, you used to be able to make cool movies like this. Yep. I, I remember watching this and thinking, God, I'd love to make a movie like that. I just need to flood London. Yeah, I just need to flood London, 
Get Rutger Hauer on the blower. Call one of my characters Cock Merkin or something. Yeah. I mean, he is just the epitome of badass. There isn't anything in this movie about his character that isn't cool. His car is cool. His outfit is cool. His sunglasses at night are cool. His cigar is cool. The fact that he has no disregard for... So he has no regard for cleanliness is cool. I've got to say, I think it's better than... I think this is better than Wanted Dead or Alive. Oh, definitely better than Wanted Dead or Alive. I think it's better than Blind Fury. It's... That's better than Blind... Look at that right there. (laughs) That doesn't inspire Blind Fury. That inspires Blind Randiness. Yeah, if you look at it too much and touch Pecker. Oh, he's in Red Dwarf. Yeah. Let's go. Ow! Cat. That's a dog. Police, dickhead. <laughs> Eat your way. Yeah? How did Ian Drury end up in this movie? I mean, not that I care, but... Uh, well, it's made in London. I don't think at this time of uh, filming you could make a film in London without Ian Drury appearing in it. Yeah. What's up with Ian Drury? Because he's got like weird little stubby arms, isn't he, and a big head? Yeah. Uh, Is he like almost midge? Uh, I don't know. I'd ask him, but he's dead as well, isn't he? Is he dead? Yep, he's dead as well. Look oh, at he's been buttocks on 14 that. 14 years he's been dead. Really? Yeah. What about her? Is she alive uh, She's alive. Okay. She's working in a cob shop <laughs> down in ye old London town. What are they doing, cob shops? They make cobs. <laughs> like corner the cobs. Do you not know a cob? Oh, you don't. You're not from uh, You're not from around here, are you? Cobs are roll in Leicester. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. Give me two coffees. Extra sugar. Extra sugar. I love that. It's a two-drink minimum. <laughs> yeah. You got the most common Londoner that could yeah. It's a two-drink minimum. <laughs> Rutger. Don't call me by my name. <laughs> hey, old Rutger. I got you two coffees and extra sugar. Give me Colonel please. Come on, Pat. <gasps> Excuse me, please, I have to pee. Can you watch the door for me? Sure, babe. Thank you. Yeah, Bae's going to have a look. Don't be a creep and peek, OK? I don't peek. I don't peek, I walk in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not coy about it. I walk in, I slap my tadger between your breasts, and I say, now what are you going to do about it? Now we will. OK, so then just gives her a facial. With Some coffee. coffee. Oh. Boobies! Boobies! That's the only reason Ian Drury wanted to be in it. Yeah. He's like, I've got such a big, weird head, I've never seen a <laughs> pair of titties. <laughs> oh, jiggling titties. And he just wants to go over a motorboat. <laughs> such a good film. Should've Just for that sequels. scene alone. Yeah. Oh, he's ruined those tits, though, look. Yeah. Fuck it quickly. It's still warm. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> you get some of it, the police captain comes in. What are you doing? It's still warm. 
Thirty minute roll. What's amazing about the movie is it has everything. Yeah. It's futuristic. Yeah. It has a tough cop. Yeah. It has gore. It has tits. It has what's going to be revealed at the end of the movie. Buddy cop. It has buddy cop. You. It has a detective storyline. Set in London. Set in London. Which does it, you know, for this type, you know, type of film, not usually set in London, are they? No. It's got a woman who goes, He's a two-drink minimum! <laughs> <laughs> it's got Rutger Howard talking to a dog. Yeah. Piers Morgan, his first role. Piers Morgan's tongue isn't that useful. Yeah. <laughs> it's well-directed. When did you When did you first watch this? Uh. What, about three or four years ago? Yeah? Yeah. Oh, I first watched it on a double bill. It came on a double bill with uh, Wedlock. Nice. Double VHS, and me and my mate watched it after school. And I think at that time, I think I actually also said, It's got everything. It's got, it's got everything, and it's made in a jam factory. <laughs> I didn't know that at the time. Oh, there's the jam. There's the jam. Strawberry or raspberry? <laughs> I can hear your heartbeat. <laughs> It'd be great if the monster had a voice like this and he went, My God, you You fuck. That's my Chris's favourite line. You fuck. Then what? He started raving like a lunatic, totally out of control. It took four officers to subdue him. Where is he now? Lock up. What happened to He's him? in a cop shop. A serial killer murdered his partner, Foster, three years ago. He was there when it happened. Survivor's guilt. Nah, just plain guilt. Had an affair with Foster's wife. Left her, hit the booze, went over the edge. An affair with Foster's wife. Did her up the arse. <laughs> Foster would have been fine with it if it wasn't the arse bit. <laughs> and that's kind of like <laughs> old gumshoe thing, isn't it? You know. I was sleeping with his wife. Yeah. And he died. And I felt guilty. So I only did her in the shit from after that. Because doing it in the fadge, well, that's a marriage right. He's got Rutger Hauer going mad. Yeah. Where's my other piece, Pat? Oh, you mean the cannon? What's the matter with you, Stone? Tell me all about it, Stone. I want to know, Stone. I'm a kindly old man. I'm interested in your pain. Tell me... <laughs> Tell me about your childhood, Stone. And there's hookers in a police station. Always yeah. hookers in a police station. Yep. Cliché. The guy who works desk is always old. Yeah. She always fancies him. I like having a weapon in my hand. Ooh. <laughs> I want to stroke your little hand and your little gun. He's probably doing that thing and he's probably thinking, I could have her if I wanted her. Who's that her? I bet he's had her. Do you want a bit of, do you want a bit of coffee with that, sugar? Where's your trumpet? Aren't you in brassed off? Take 
his pen. Oh, he took his pen. Oh, he like that. He's not happy about that. Stick it up his ass. The he joke's on you, pen. Stone. I had that pen up my bum. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thermometer, you twat. <laughs> Alan Armstrong, he was in uh, Get Carter, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah, isn't he the one who uh, gets beaten up for Carter? It's the young lad who oh, works yeah, at the pub. Yeah, 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 you're right. Don't be a smart ass. This isn't funny. I'm not laughing. Killer is back. I thought you said this guy wouldn't be back. Sir, all the evidence and research shows that a serial killer of this type doesn't come back. All the evidence and research shows that I am incredibly uptight and Scottish. Yeah, my name's Taggart. There's been a murder. This is like Taggart the early years. Jesus, if they get wind of this, they'll have a field day. This changes things. I thought we were dealing with a psychotic, not a psychopath. Cigar like a spaghetti western. Under extreme mental distress or on some kind of stimulant. Who is this? He doesn't even look at him. How did you know he was going to strike at that club last night? I didn't. But you were there before he struck. So, that's an incredible coincidence. I like tits. Do <laughs> <laughs> you like my bum chin? <laughs> You could put your willy in here if you really wanted to. I was in the club because I really like boobies. I wanted to see Jewish small arms. I wanted to see that bed where the woman jiggled her boobies. That's not paranoid. I don't know what the fuck is. I'm surprised you don't have a grenade launcher. Couldn't get a permit. This isn't I am just going to end up watching this movie. I'm so sorry to everyone listening, but I have no comments on this film because it's so good. It is a great film. It is. Even if Alan Armstrong's face looks a bit like a pummeled potato. <laughs> wonder what he's up to now. Who, Dick Durkin? Yeah. He's, he's really a cop in London. Oh, is this a, this is a documentary, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah. If he's such an expert, what the fuck is he following me for? He likes you. He wants to touch your face. He was in the girl with the dragon tattoo. Who was? Durkin. He was. Yeah. Does a lot of game uh, voices for games now. Oh, you can see. Does a lot of gay roles. Does <laughs> a lot of gay porn. It's all money, though, isn't it? Yeah. We've all done it. I say, or you don't work at all. Because as far as I'm concerned, you're just another crazy with a gun. You're concerned for my wealth. Two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Get the fuck out of my office. You just took all of Alan Armstrong's cigars. Yeah, cheeky bastard. Yeah, but Armstrong's not going to do anything about it. Well, I'll probably have a moan once he's gone. In 2008, where coffee stirrers are spare... <laughs> <laughs> Gets his cock out, sticks it in his coffee, and starts to. Oh, he shouldn't do that. <laughs> it burns. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. Don't touch it. Where did you get this? Somebody just wheeled it in. Who did? I don't know. 
Did anybody see I got one of these from Amazon today, I think. What, a heart in a box? I think so. Let's have a look. Yeah, this might have been a bad movie to pick because I am just going to watch it. Yep, that's what I got from Amazon today. Oh, it is? Yeah, got it on Prime. Nice. He's only nineteen ninety nine. Real. Fahrenheit, huh? Tastes lovely. Now. It's too late. Get forensics on this. I want to know who delivered it and when. Durkin. Stick with him. Postman Pat's outside going, I, I already told to deliver it. Durkin looks a bit like Postman Pat. He does. He could play Postman Pat. In a live-action TV film. Mm. Can I ask you something? Hmm? Where'd you get your training? Well, I come from Loch Gilphead in Argyle, but we moved to Glasgow when I was four. I got my first degree there. Uh, then I did postgraduate in Edinburgh, and after I decided to join the police, it's, it's a good buddy, you know, that, the, the buddy cop thing. That uh, stay there. It's not a cliche, but they, they do it really well. What the one's a hard nut instinct guy, the other one's a psychologist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a bit like um, uh, the I come in peace or whatever. Mm. That's what I was thinking. Dark yeah. Angel. Is it Dark Angel? Or is it Dark, well, you can call it whatever you want. Yeah, I think I can. It goes by both titles. It's better than Dark Angel, I think. Mm. But yeah. it's that kind of idea, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Made around the same time as well, wasn't it? Were they? What year was this? 1990? I don't know. I'm going to hazard a guess to say 1990. <laughs> Two. That was right. What the hell are you doing? No, no, I was going to say 90. I was wrong. It's 22 years old, this film is. When was it made, then? 92. Oh, so you were right? No, I was wrong. I said 90. Why? Because when was it made? It was... Well, I would suggest it would probably be made the year 1991. Right, so you were right, then? Yeah, I was right. Okay, good. I was always right. (laughs) You just got owned. I'm in Drury. What the hell Hit me you with your rhythm stick. 80% of all accidents are caused by poor visibility. Trivia. This, this has trivia. Shot in eight weeks. He doesn't care about visibility. He cares about where to put his chewing gum. Follow me, Dick. Follow me great if he ran or if he ran him over (laughs) (laughs) it's the idea that I mean Rutger gives like no shit about anything like the only thing he cares about is catching the bad guy yeah he's kind of lived with it for three years but he doesn't care about anything else that's St Paul's Cathedral that's in uh, uh, just across the river. <clears throat> I don't think I've been there. I tend to only hang around the uh, red light district. The, yeah, the Soho. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I go in the gay bars and go. I bet you like bottom sex, don't you? And then get but kicked out. He doesn't care about the 
the lights. He doesn't care about the car. He doesn't care about his partner. No, he just wants to... Well, it's kind of like he's the guilt of his partner being killed and the fact he was shagging his missus. So he just wants to Up catch... the arse. Yeah. Yeah, that's what... It's a deleted scene where his partner says, you know, why do you feel so much guilt? And he goes, I only did her up the ass. And he never did it. His partner didn't. No. So he feels tremendous guilt. Yeah, like, they give a fuck. What have you got? What's left of a 28-year-old man? A bit of a big man. Oh, I like 28-year-old men. <laughs> Shut a dick. I was. <laughs> you got a time of death? It's a guess, but I've placed the T.O. That's proper gruesome, isn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's got good special effects. I wonder what the budget is for this. Because it looks... I think it looks really expensive. It looks good. I, the whole movie is an anomaly to me. Because it's like a B-movie, but it looks really good. It's got great special effects, but it's shot in London, not America. It's It's got Rutger Hauer in the lead, which is just so fucking obscure. Everyone loves it, but it's not been released properly anywhere since VHS. Well, I've got my... The DVD I've got is from uh, Australia. That's a proper release. Sorry about the suit. What is it, Blu-ray or, or DVD? DVD. So they reckon the budget, million-wise, estimated, seven million. Where's that from? That's from Wikipedia. Right. So it's probably bollocks. Yeah. <clears throat> but box office was 5.4 million. Message for me. But it must have made it all back on VHS. So why the fuck don't they release it so they can get some money back? Because it'd sell. I put a picture up on Instagram, Facebook and everything, and everybody seems to have seen it. Are they saying that it didn't make its money back? That's what they're saying, yeah. That's at the box office. It was, a, it was quite a big hit on VHS, though, from what I remember. Well, we don't know how it was sold on the box, you know, how it was sold theatrically. We don't know what the... the marketing was what do you know about the occult nothing I thought you went to school I did but the occult wasn't on the curriculum what about this Scorpio stuff are you serious you must read your horoscope it kind of turns into like a detective film as well yeah it is it's like everything with Pete Postlethwaite mm. That's how you sell it. Well, you don't sell it on Rutger Hauer. I'm, 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 I don't want to offend a lot of people, but you don't sell it on Rutger Hauer. You do sell it on Pete Postlethwaite and uh, Durkin's hair. Yeah. Is this our first Rutger Hauer film? Uh, <coughs> it might be. Not my first Rutger Hauer movie. It's the first Rutger Hauer film I've ever seen. I've only ever seen Blade Runner with all of his bits cut out. Really? No. <laughs> I do say, like Blade Runner. When you say bits cut out, do you mean like... He's ...bits of his sweater and stuff cut out so that... 
You can see his nipples. Yeah. Yeah. I do like Rutger Howard's nipples. When he gets cold, the very sticky outy. I really like it how Rutger Howard always commits to these sort of roles. Even though it's probably seen as like a B-movie, he really goes for it. Yeah, he does. I'm sorry I'm not being very funny. I just, I'm just enjoying the movie. I might find the funny again one day. <laughs> He's watching it. But when you, when you see, like, what the jaw looks like, the little plaster cast they have of the teeth... Well, it's you like, know, it's not human. Yeah. What? Why would you wash your brush teeth in the toilet? It's not in the toilet, is it? <laughs> I'd use that as a toilet. I, they'd walk in and they'd be like, what are you doing? Do you I thought this was a toilet. Standard issue. Look at all that bit of business he did. He cleaned his teeth, drank the thing, spat it out, took a drag of the cigarette, put the cigarette in the tape, and then he's walking out. Like, it's all really good little bits of business, you know? Hmm. I bet it was all added by Rutger Howe. Was Paulson the one that turned you in for the report that got you suspended? It's just a rumour, that's what I heard. Great character, you know, you find out about his character from him talking to Durkin. Everything you need to know. He is our gateway, you see. We are supposed to be Durkin. Yes, or Git Gherkin. Yes, Git Gherkin. Get Gherkin, a new movie coming this winter from Palace Pictures. Yes. Gherkin starts smirking. I want one of those guns. I wonder what he's listening to. I want to break free. Have you heard? Yes. That God only knows they've re-recorded it with all different singers. Really? Oh, it's fucking awful. Uh, who? I don't know who's on it. I know Elton John's on it. God only knows I wanna like a candle in the wind. Oh, it's terrible. It's so shit. And I hope Should have had it bloody Morrissey on it. Didn't Morrissey recently admit that he has cancer or something? I read that somewhere. Yeah. Shame. Yep. To die by your side. Not to have anywhere to die. Where are we going? Would you wear wellies? Yeah, you'd have to, wouldn't you? I don't know. Wellies are a bit shit, aren't they? Well, yeah, I'd wear, like, cool... I'd assume that if it's the future (laughs) and it's all wet, that someone somewhere would be manufacturing, like, cool wellies. You'd hope so. 
I mean, Rook grabs those big boots. I'd wear them, probably. Yeah, I'd probably be like, where'd you get yours from? And he'd be like, none of your damn business. I made them myself. <laughs> out of my foreskin. <laughs> I cut bits of my foreskin off. Michelle. Has anyone got a light? No, King Kong. Trout. She was the go-to lass for B-movie weirdness, wasn't she? Mm. Did you have a thing for Cottrell? Um, yes and no. I mean, more so in, in, in this and Big Trouble than in Sex and the City. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mean Sex and the City, Cottrell. I mean Police Academy, Cottrell. Yeah, Police Academy, Big Trouble, Mannequin, yeah. Porkies, yeah. Porkies, definitely. <laughs> she made a noise like a dog. Mm. And I like that. Mm. Bet she's naked under that coat. Bet she's naked under her clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you naked under your clothes? <laughs> Cattrall still has her hairdo shaved off sideburns from Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. This indicates that the shooting of Split Second happened shortly after the completion of Star Trek VI. IMDB, you have outdone yourself. <laughs> Love his apartment. Dead pretty switches on like two dead prostitutes. Don't mind them. I killed them last night with my cock. <laughs> it was a murder. They can take me. How do they know each other again, these characters? And that's the uh, wife of the. Uh... Oh, that's the up the ass one? Yeah. Open a window? Oh, it's like something from. Uh, what's it in it? Those hoarding programs. He don't care where he lives. I can open that door. Thanks. It's a little better. Oh, it fucking stinks in there. It's got a very Blade Runner-ish uh, quality about it. Yeah, only it's better. Yeah. Future, how would you call it? Future noir. With little Ringo glasses. John Lennon glasses. Love and peace. Yeah. Love and peace. I'm not going to sign your fucking autograph, but love and peace. <laughs> I guess he's got a gun in the fridge. It's like the cigar. I got 15 automatic weapons secreted by my pop. <laughs> oh, two, two. oh, she's got clothes on. I just brought one of the kids down from Newcastle. You got kids now? No, I work with children. There's a lot of kids that need psychological help. I need psycho-cock-a-lil help. <laughs> if you'd have directed this, you'd be like, right, and you go, say that instead. There's a lot of kids need psychological help. Work out, just goes, I need the psycho-cock-a-lil help. You want to give it to me, Kim? Character's not called Kim. Yes, it is. Me, I'm crazy as ever. 
So does that mean that I can put it in your ass or not? <laughs> That's all I care about, Kim. Did you bring any KY? Or did you bring any cake? <laughs> Don't you have any real food? No. Did you bring any cake? I only eat cake, drink coffee, and smoke cigars. I want to smear some Battenberg all over your ass. <laughs> That's dangerous. What? Having a picnic in your apartment? Yeah, but also sleeping with a lit cigarette next to your forehead. That's fine if you, uh, go. You don't care. Smoke it. Don't, you won't waste it. Oh, what a waste. Us, Bloody hell, freak. Us ex-smokers. Yeah. Smoke it, smoke it. God, he looks different in his badge. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like air. Yeah. There's a lot of compartments that bad. It's like one of those things that you had at school. Then we had the paper. Pick a number, pick a colour. Oh, yeah. Pick a number, pick a colour. Why didn't she sleep on the... Uh... Why doesn't she sleep naked? Yeah. But they look like uh, Mad Max characters there, don't they? Which ones? Them, they look like, you know what, the... No, which Mad Max characters? The police officers in the first one. Hmm. I guess so, yeah. That's a funny hat. Where did you get that hat? Where oh, where did you get that hat? I don't know what's going on with me today. I'm not even kidding. Like, if I made a movie, this is the kind of movie I'd make. Yeah. If someone said to me, like, oh, you're going to make a hard cop, hardened cop movie, I would just have all this cliché. What, drinking disgusting coffee? Oh, everything, yeah. I yeah. mean, anything that makes him more manly is what I would do. Yeah, because this is... this is. If, I mean, if I lived on my own, that's what my place would look like. That's what my place does look like. This is filmed <laughs> in my apartment. But seriously, all I eat is, like, shitty soup and cake. What's wrong with that? The I only just... thing is, is I don't smoke. Yeah. <clears throat> so I would she notice it... if I pulled her head towards my groin? <laughs> so she don't wake up if I just balance it on her lips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, no sideboards, you see? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Could have given her a wig. <laughs> See, he smokes cigarettes and cigars. He smokes anything, doesn't he? Yeah. Except pole. Pole? He doesn't smoke pole. Does he not? You've not heard that expression before? No. Pole, pole smoker? Pole. No. Oh, it means cocksucker. All oh, right. No. I've learnt something different. I was watching John Carpenter's Vampires the other night, and there's a great bit in it where um, James Woods calls the lead bad vampire a pole-smoking fashion victim. I've not seen that for ages. We've not covered that, have we? No. 
goes to Mars, we did, wouldn't it? But I covered it last night on Bloodbath and Boomsticks. Yeah. It's a good film. He tied his shoelaces together. Yeah. Bloody trickster. I would have sellotaped a bit of ham to the end of his penis and then left him... I'd have superglued his penis to his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> and, a, and his bollocks to the side of his legs. Five miles every morning. What's the matter? You don't get laid? Yeah. Every night. You get laid every night and you run five miles every morning? Yeah. <laughs> Some days. My girlfriend and I stay in bed and, you know, fool around. Yeah, yeah I don't believe that. Disgusting. I think Durkin's lying. Yeah, I don't think he's ever touched a woman's elbow. I get, I get laid every night. Shut up, Dick. Nobody called Dick Durkin with Tom Hanks' hair gets laid every night. No. Except Sunday. When we stay in in the morning and we invite Jimmy Clanky round. And together. With yourself. I, think you I had a bloody good wank and I read that book. And I had another wank because the book was really exciting. Yeah. That's it, now just relax and let Yeah, he's straight. Imagine if you were that actor and they were like the next bit of the movie was now massage Rutger Hauer. I could do that. I think is it? I think when I first watched, I think I was about thirteen when I first watched this. I think at my next part, probably at this point, I was probably just thinking, take your top off. Hey, she in a fridge magnet. <laughs> in the future, the tastiest thing is a fridge magnet. Why, what? <laughs> why 2008 in the future would they still be listening to Nights in White Satin? It's, uh, it's in every horror film, isn't it? It's an eerie song. I like doing jigsaws. Yeah, I like my hobby is shaving in bars. <laughs> <laughs> she borrowed his shaver then to do the back of her hair. Oh, he's taking the gun. Yeah. You wouldn't think with his teeth he'd need that, though, would you? Plus his his penis, I have it on good authority, is barbed. Mm. Like a foxcock. Foxcock. Yeah, like a barbed foxcock. Which is, once it's in... It, it's really painful to get it out again. Yeah. Because it's, like it's, like, it's like the end of an arrow. That's why you hear fox bitches 
wailing in the middle of the night, especially oh. in uh, inner cities mm-hmm. where there are city foxes. Oh, don't be coy, Kim. Yeah, we've seen them before. We've seen them all before, and the bush. <laughs> Look at that futuristic lock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like like this sort of future, isn't it? I wrote that. This is it. I remember always thinking that food looks disgusting but delicious. Yeah, that's what I'm having for dinner. Mm. Oh. Oh, come on, Cottrell. Give us the Kimmies. Joy's back to watch it. It's Bruce Forsyth. Nice to see you. <laughs> to see you. Nice. It's Bobby Davro. <laughs> <laughs> if the killer is Bobby Davro, it'd be awesome. I got a good feeling it's Bobby Davro. <laughs> Have you... Have you seen him on Ross Abbott's Madhouse? <laughs> been wondering. It's not normal. I've been wondering why he only kills during the high tide. Uh, it has something to do with it. Astrological alignment of the stars in conjunction with the new moon. Scorpio. Looks like he's never ate anything before. Uh, it's only because he's only been eating cock. Yeah, well, he'll be happy then because look how he wiped his dick all over the food before he gave it to him. Oh, oh there they are. There they are. Yeah. It must be terrible to be an actress and be like, yeah, in this next scene you're just going to be gratuitously showering. Yeah. Why can't he sneak up on me while I'm making a jam sandwich? Because you're showering! <laughs> because I need to see your titties! Because I only got into making movies to see famous titties. You sign the consent form, now bloody get them out. <laughs> but I could be making a jam sandwich. No! I'm in a jam factory, factory for God's sake. Get them out! <laughs> and pour jam over them. <laughs> if you make a jam sandwich, it'll be making the jam sandwich topless. That's my place. Who? Who reported? He tipped them off. Yeah, I don't know. What else is those police cars? Also, look like one of those like little Lego police cars you could make at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really would like. I really want to know the story behind this movie. Give me a Blu-ray special edition, for fuck's sake. With an hour's making of, or two yeah. hours making of. And extra titties. Yeah. Didn't direct much, did he, the director of this? What else did he do? The only thing that he really did of any note was the burning. Is it the same Horrible. guy who did the burning? Yeah. Nice. But he didn't do much else. Did he do anything else, or...? Uh, he did a lot of like. That film. is the longest shower ever taken by anyone ever. I like it as she's covering her boobs, but she's got a badge on the show. Yeah. It didn't do much, really.
What are you doing? Uh, they're on their way. She's okay. He's a Londoner. Right, he directed it. It's a very British production. Is it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. It was made by Elin. Is that why Peter Sellers shows up in a cameo later as the monster? Yeah. And Kenny Everett. There's no real Peter Sellers. <laughs> I'm just the monster. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Wrong film. Yeah. Where do you think this or Predator? What? Which film? Yeah. I've got to go with Predator. I might have to go with this. Yeah? I mean, Predator's amazing, but I might have to go with this. But then again, I've seen Predator more. Is that, are we going to end our partnership now? Are you like, that's it, I'm off? No, because it's all personal choice. Oh, shut up. <laughs> it's not personal choice. Oh, Nobody gets person. choices but me. Hello. She's covering a vagina in the bath. I'm surprised Michael Winner didn't direct this. That'd be um, awesome. Could it be even better if Michael Winner directed it? Well, there'd be a lot more rape. (laughs) (laughs) She's still warm. Dirk is on top of her. I also got shot. Doesn't mean you can fuck a corpse dick. He's, a, he's wearing a bulletproof jacket, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I can't believe she got bitten that close to her face and she doesn't tell them that it's a monster. No, you, she would have seen it, surely. And she doesn't say to Rutger, by the way, it's not a guy, it's a monster. Yeah, it's a big demon-looking fucking thing. Oh, hot. You saw him, didn't you? I saw nothing. I saw boobies. <laughs> I saw Kim Cattrall's muff. Oh, I didn't. I saw a bit of a pink nipple. No, he's allergic to Kim Cattrall's muff. Yeah, he's allergic to kids. Okay, I need some fresh air. Just calm down, man. Breathe. 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 Is this a magic trick? Are you trying to do that thing like that Paul Daniels thing we saw on TV? Come on now. Yeah. Quite big. I'd be shitting it. Yeah. Come on, 
nasty scar he's got, isn't it? How would you not know it was a monster at this point? Well, seeing as though he's got, like, a psychic link with it, he should know that, because that's... Obviously, the psychic link comes from the scratch, doesn't it? Yeah. Who's supposed to be dead? So, surely his psychic connection must be that he knows that it's a monster. Don't you ask me why I did that. I think this is all the jam factory. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be fine. So, does she have a psychic connection now? Um, no, I... Oh, she has a sexual connection. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, cheeky, cheeky kiss grabber. Oh, but, but can't he kiss me again? Kiss my oh. bum bum. I want him to ring me. Rutger Hauer, kiss my bum bum. <laughs> kiss it deep and kiss it long, long. <laughs> I'd like... The power of Rutger Hauer. I would never feel sour <laughs> if I was Rutger Hauer. <laughs> oh, Pete, Pete, Puzzle Thwaite. Pete, Pete, Puzzle Thwaite. <laughs> You're a funny little man and you look like a wrinkly cock. Cockfasters. Get your fucking hands off me. Do you want to tell me why you turned me in for a medical? Yeah. You really want to know? Tell me. Not because you caused the death of your best friend. Not because you ran away with his wife. Not because you then dumped her. No, but because you're past it, Stone. You're a liability. You're a fucking man. Just a bit, didn't you just say he was best friends with him? Everyone was best friends with him. He was a really nice bloke. Rutger, Rutger Hauer, he's got so much power. I'd like to spend an hour with Rutger Hauer. Everything's wonderful. Nothing is sour when you're around Rutger Hauer. Do you think this should be like a... He should do a chat show called The Rutger Hauer. The Rutger Hauer Hour. Yeah. Yeah. I unloaded a full clip. 450 Magnum. Point blank. It disappeared. Vanished in front of me. You're telling me this guy's superhuman? Is that it? I don't know what he is. Sure as hell ain't like you or me. What is it? Genetic fingerprints have come back from the lab. I think you should see this one. What the hell is... Jimmy Cranky. He <laughs> <laughs> has exactly the same DNA as Jimmy Savile. <laughs> Quick, put a, a city-wide alert on all children. <laughs> Where the hell do you think you're going? Durkin, stick with him. Yes, sir. And Durkin. Durkin, Durkin, get me a gherkin. Durkin, he's also got the same genetic makeup as the two Ronnies. <laughs> we can't take any <laughs> chances. 
<laughs> Anybody else? Bellerenberg, Thorahead, and Compo from Last of the Summer Wine. Bucker gets around. And Pepsi and Shirley. Yeah, right. It didn't get a heart. What did you say? The last victim's heart, he didn't get it. He got a tits, he got a liver. <laughs> he got a fallopian tubes, he wears them as earrings. But he didn't get her heart. He didn't love her enough. The morgue. He want to go back for the art, won't he? <laughs> Out of my way, you fucks! That's got to be like the fourth you fuck that he's done so far. Yeah. Love the use of the air. I'm so fascinated by how this movie got made. Oh, it'd be, I, it, it would be good to have a retrospective on it. Didn't think you'd buy that. I think if anyone can do it, we can do it. I think we could do it. Let's go. Over. I think the secret lies at the jam factory. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight on Ipso Facto. Dr. Action and the Kick-Ass Kid go back to where it all began. The Hartley Jam Factory in London, where, in 1992, a movie was made called Split Second. Thought to be lost in the mists of time, now we explore the story in depth, mostly by making it up as we go along. Well, it was made in the Hartley Jam Factory because at the time I was dating Madame Hartley, who owned the fortune. <laughs> and uh, she had a wonderful technique where she could get her ankles all the way back up her ears. Anyway, we decided that we would use the Jam Factory for every possible location. Uh, even this scene... He works here. Where we used the jam in the sandwich <laughs> that he was eating. See, we were always, always... Yeah. Thinking of jam. Yes, always. Always. Never preserve <laughs> or jelly. Only jam. I was very strict on that. That's urine. Yeah. <laughs> jam. <laughs> Jam again. Quite a lot of jam. We used quite a lot of jam for the blood. In fact, funnily enough, when we moved out of the jam factory once the shooting of the film was finished, Hartley Jams went bankrupt. <laughs> Apparently we'd used their entire stock and they couldn't get more fresh strawberries until <laughs> next year. My aunt offered me some damsons and said that we could make damson jam, and I said nobody eats that anymore. Don't be fucking stupid. I said, get away from me, woman. Get me gone with your damsons. <laughs> and I poked at her with a broom. That hole we had to make ourselves. 
We didn't get any signed permission from the jam factory. We just went in one day and ruined the place. Turned all the refrigerators off. <laughs> Took all the jam. We spread it on a large bagel that we made out of lots of little bagels. And snot. <laughs> it was a work of art. It was a work of fart. <laughs> and we loved it. We need big guns. Looks like we need big guns. Big fucking guns! Beat it hot, hot, hot. Shoot him in the face. I did just shot him. Braved it on the air. Durkin's on the side now. Durkin's mm. ready. He's signed up with Hauer. That red light, jam. <laughs> he was just drinking jam. That next cup... Urine. <laughs> that cigar, chocolate jam. Jam made from chocolate, not chocolate spread. That, it's different. It's different. It's a different process between spreads and jams. And until people understand, oh dear, I've fallen off my chair. Gas cranking. Paul Daniel Spunky's drinking. Doggy whiskeys. I love how Durkin becomes him. Yeah. Because normally the crazy guy becomes more... Sensitive and yeah. sort of understanding. Whereas in this one, Durkin becomes more like him. Mm. Hallelujah. I've created a monster. Now I'm going to set him free. You see, you see what I said? Rutger Howard next to the bow tie. And he's become him. Big, big fucking gun. What the hell is she on? What's going on? Listen, listen, Stone, I thought I was meant to help you. I was going to listen to your pain. <laughs> now you've come down here and you're taking all my big guns. Who's this pheasant shooting? Who's this Scottish tit who keeps swearing? <laughs> 650 rounds a minute. Yeah? Yeah. It cost two pounds. Show me the money. <laughs> what? No, no, that's a Megatron flash grenade. You could clear a jungle with one of these things. Yeah. Two, yeah. Bingo. Let's go. It's very heavy. <laughs> it just falls backwards. I need you to sign my... Where are you going? It was my only chance to get an autograph by Rutger Hauer. I don't have any more scenes with him. What the hell are you doing with those things? This is my favourite scene in the whole movie. Why didn't I think of that before? What? 25, 78. 25th year, 78 cycle. The Chinese calendar, 2008 now, this year. What are you on about? 2008 is the year. The mat. What the hell are you yeah. talking about? An inverted triangle. Well thought out film, isn't it? Yeah. Perfect logic. 
eating human hearts, for Christ's sake. How do you know? We had lunch with him. Cannibals ate... <laughs> this is the start of a madman. We had lunch with him. <laughs> he ate it. He ate a heart in a cob with jam. There's something running around loose in this city. Ripping the hearts out of people and eating them. So they can take their souls back to hell. Come on, that's the greatest scene in movie history. Alan Armstrong walking down a corridor going, And you, get out of my way! Fucking horns on his head! That's great, I love it. You don't usually see a character just break down. This place is amazing. Don't sit down there. That's my toilet. Do you want some? Coffee. Yes, please. I'll be making it with my own spittle, if that's okay. Yeah, I've run out of water. <laughs> this is Kidrow's squirt. Just a drop. Did I ever tell you she was a mad ejaculator? Oh, delicious. Oh, lovely. Do you have any iceberg lettuce? Now, do you eat it cooked or just <laughs> Some fucker has come in here, got my favorite burger, and put jam all over it. Goddamn jam factory. I think you need a plumber. I'm going to stick this up, Cattrall. It's not really a gun. It's a Gatling dildo. Yeah, he's gonna have to pay for that. Is this a where? It's cranky spunk. <laughs> it's the only thing that'll get your hands clean. Shoots sure, like she's wanked up Casper. Yeah. Oh, baby. Excuse me. This is all very nice and everything, but will you stop it? Fuck off. <laughs> Imagine if they just started getting it on and he's just standing there watching. I'm quite uncomfortable. The bite on her shoulder. It means she's promised to it. It's got her DNA too. Yeah. Harley. Harley. I'm working with a guy called Harley. You think that's funny? Your name's Durkin, for fuck's sake. His name's Harley Stone. Yeah. Such a better name than Dick Durkin. Yeah. Go sit in the car. I'm going to go do it once for good luck. <laughs> you hear a lot of splashing about. Don't worry about it. I've not done it in a while, so I shouldn't be too long. Keep your hands soapy. That'll be nice. Nice lubricant. <laughs> He's after me now, 
Oh, he's got a tender side inside of him. He's got a heart that's made of gold. He may like to take you up the bum bum. He might like to do what you are told. But he's got a heart of gold. They did, didn't they? They just had bum sex. Yeah. Bob Durkin sat downstairs. He probably didn't put it all the way, and he probably just pushed it into her bum cheeks and just... Just the tip. Yeah. Just the tipped it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to take a look. One sec. Do you suppose there's a deleted Howard and Cottrell fuckfest? <coughs> yeah, directed by Lance Ventrier, and it's all real. <laughs> No, directed by Michael Winner back then. Yeah. That's that one. I came on, I did second unit on the fuck fuck scene. Yeah. I do like a jolly good bang bang. Especially with someone like a trowel. Top Totty. Yeah, Top Totty, she'll enjoy it more if she says no. <laughs> fuck. I better go Then I'd make a sequel where Charles Bonson shows up and. Defends her honor. Yeah. Don't go up to my door, the control. All right. Do you know any Jewish women? I like Jewish women. They make me stuff cabbage after fuck. <laughs> Should have took that one with him, it's huge. She's like, oh, it's so big. <laughs> <clears throat> Look at that Gatling gun he's got, though. That is an awesome weapon. You could use any shot from this film as a poster. Yeah. Even that one with the rats. Yeah. That's the best one there. In with that gun. I prefer the rats. (laughs) Who did the special effects on this? Uh, Pee Wee Herman. Who's he then? Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. I don't know, just a minute, let me have a look. Is it KMB? It's what makeup department? Special effects, 22. Dave, David Brighton. Is he on our Facebook page? Yeah. Uh, Peter Brown, Richard Brown, Harry Bryce, Joseph Gaday, Darren Hall, Peter Hutchinson, Mervyn Loins, <laughs> Ian Morse. Kate Murray, Stephen Norrington. Morse! Is <laughs> Lewis! Morse! Uh, Steve Norrington did quite a bit. Who's Steve Norrington when he's at home? Steve Norrington is well known for directing Blade. I thought, Blade. I thought Blade was Del Tormo. No, the second one is. I thought they all were. What? Del Toro. Yeah. We've all got a bit of de to- Del Toro in us. Guillermo Del Toro. Hello, I like to make a movies. I got bored. You were up there having sex with Control, so I thought I'd play my own sex games. Getting directed my, by Michael Winner. My girlfriend came by, tied me up in the trunk. 
fingers out my bum. He's just it pulls up his top and he's just got he's just written in with his big spiky fingers, you are gay. <laughs> <laughs> he's gotta live with it. Oh don't worry, this is only jam. <laughs> That's a fucking great scene. What? With the nails coming out of the uh Durkin and Hauer. I know Durkin's not his real name, but that's his real name as far as I'm concerned. Durkin Hauer. Dick, Dick, Durkin, I will stand true by your side. <laughs> dick, Dick, Durkin, spread my butt quite wide. <laughs> I really like it up and I like it firm and fruity. What are you doing? Cleaning it. was a rat. So I shot it. <laughs> my kitchen, that's what. I missed the rat. What? This one? Cool. I'm bleeding. Jam. <laughs> that was jam. Well, wake up. Get back to work. What? What are you doing? He's carving a bit more. What's it done to me? That is that tattoo's gonna take a while to heal. We've been looking for a meanie. What if the symbol is just a map? A map? Give me that mirror. I'm gonna stick it on your chest now and make the blood seep through into the map. Fuck. There's a circle. A triangle. Scorpio sign. <laughs> I love the way Durkin's just like, let me look at it. Fuck! God, I look cool. It's pointing to Cannon Street. That's what Farsons go. Is it the gem factory? If he's there, Michelle's there. Hmm? I think this is where Michael J. Pollard comes in, isn't it? Is it? Oh, yeah, bollock face. Yeah, little bollock man. Oh, little mental, mental bollock man, his rubbery Ow. little face. He's all like, meh. Listen, Tango and Cash, two yeah. best movies. Stand on. He's in Dark Angel as well, isn't he? Pollard. He's been in quite a few of the films we've done. Was Dark Angel before this? Dark Angel, what, the actual film? Yeah. Yeah. Just thought I'd mention it. What are you doing? He's also in Scrooged. Yeah, yeah, he is, isn't he? I like his frozen little face in that. There he is. What guy? What guy? No. Okay. We want to go in the Sex appeal in the film is through this man. About this, huh? I'm rubbing one out right now. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not surprised. Give me watch. As soon as I hear his voice, I just ejaculate. So I don't need, I need to get it out. Well. Well. Cool, 
We sent a couple of guys down there a few years ago. He's got a real New York accent, though, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Is he from why New York? Would, why would he be hanging out in London? Um, he was in a band. No, you don't. <laughs> With Ian Drury? Uh, he, yeah, and he got left behind. Yes, but it's Ian Drury and the Bollockheads. Yeah. He was born in New Jersey. He's 75, Michael J. Pollard. And he's still... No, he's not. What, in this? He's 75 now. Oh, right. Is he still alive? He is still alive. Is he in any movies? He's got one coming out. What's it called? Uh... The Sexiest Man in New Jersey. Oh, I love that. He plays the sexiest man in New Jersey. Well, he is one. Yeah. <coughs> James, boy. He gets laid every night. I love this in a minute, cos uh, Rook Howe looks straight at the camera, doesn't he? Well, this is my little boy. Nobody knows about this stone except you. So don't tell anybody. This is to my dad. This is to Lou. When does he look right at the camera? He's <laughs> right at the camera in a minute. I thought you meant he was going to pull the door shut and then look back at the camera and go, Hello. Yeah, I always remember him looking at the camera, obviously. Hurry up, Durkin. 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 Oh, he was in Erie, Indiana. Who was? <clears throat> Michael J. Pollard. He's been in shitloads of films, you know. Dick Tracy, Dark Angel, Tango and Cash, Sleepaway Camp 3, Scrooged. Sleepaway Camp 3? Yeah. Wow. I've seen that movie. Mm. Uh. And it's the uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Star Trek? It was an episode of Star Trek. Not a religious man, but I would say he doesn't think he's Satan. He is Satan. Well, Satan's in deep shit. Nah. <laughs> he's now wearing a leather jacket, he's Durkin. They're all you would ever need on your police forces, these two guys. Yeah, they are the police force. Stone! Stone! Do you want a rara? No, come on. No. No. Yeah. I hate rats. You dirty rat. You dirty rat. I bet he looks back at this. Old uh, Alistair Duncan, who plays Dick Decker. I bet he's like, fucking hell, I was in slip. Split second with Rutger Howell. Why is it called split second, though? Sounds good. <laughs> But the name doesn't really make any sense. It'd be better to be called fucking Harley Stone or something. Yeah. Of course, you know, the man who wrote to this is responsible for The Fast and the Furious. Really? Mm. Interesting. And Canine P.I. I like Canine P.I. Mm. 
Oh, he also did 88 minutes with Al Pacino. Oh, that's terrible, though. You can't have everything. No. Wrote it or directed it? Wrote it. Ah, oh, they killed the sexiest man in New Jersey. Ah, New Jersey. You can't kill it. You just gotta sing. Imagine if you just had to sing it a lullaby. Go to sleep, evil Satan. <laughs> what I like is at no point in the movie when they go, oh, it's Satan, do they then go, well, we better get a priest or believe in the Lord or anything like that. They're just like, no, no, we'll kill it. Because <laughs> <coughs> we all know it's very easy to kill. Jesus Christ, superstar, where's Willie Dickers and a plane to Don't break it. Don't break the surface. I'm sorry. But you're afraid to die. Okay. Swing. Why can't he break the surface? Yes, swing your legs up. Um... Because is he under there? Come on. Big Jack is like, try a little harder. Yeah. Just grabs the nipples. I've got that. when the big beast is emerging. That is awesome. It's going to get me right in the twat! <laughs> Would you also, go in there? a film director who knows to keep his big monster covered by, like, smoke and shadow mm. and all the rest of it. Yeah, because it probably doesn't look that great in natural daylight. I think Although it looks all thing... right when there's the big reveal. Isn't there a big reveal in a minute? I think, I think so. But, you know, I think you, don't, you don't even actually see daylight in this film, do you? Nope. It's behind a minute. I've got your head in my hand. Smell my fingers. <laughs> They're my favorite glasses. I could crush your head. Because <laughs> just rubbing his cock. Love <laughs> <laughs> the way it just trips him. It's Satan and it just trips him. Yeah. 
It's <laughs> a cool way to get out of a train. Yeah, yeah. That's how I, uh, when last time I was in London, that's how I got out of the uh, tube. Smashed through the window. Fell onto Kim Cattrall as well. Yeah, yeah, luckily she was there to break my fall. I love the way they just kiss. Uh, we haven't been introduced. Dick Durkin. What? Dick. Michelle. No, do you want to touch my dick? Shut it off. It is like with Del and I go hunting, isn't it? Yeah. I'm fry the fucker. I do think it'd have been a sequel to With Nell and I. Give me some slack. Well, can you name another, another movie that has as, as liberal a use of the word fuck in it as this does? Uh, with Nell and I. Apart from, like, apart from, like... Well, British films tend to be... So, yeah, you never up. really see the creature in full. No. But isn't that better in some Oh, yeah, ways? much better. Does, does just electrocuting Satan kill it? Yeah. No. <laughs> that looks pretty awesome. Well, it's alien, isn't it? Yeah. how it pulls out its heart yeah. oh no you do see it okay shoot shit doesn't it yeah, it's like a spot oh you come back and do that he's already pulled his heart out eat it Love it if he blew off his fingers. <laughs> what was the thinking? Ow! But the heart's still there, but his hand's gone. Yeah. What was the thinking, Dirk? <laughs> Gone for like a dozen more of these films. Yeah, definitely. Just just stone going round and oh, he farted. See, that was that was setting up for a sequel, wasn't it? Yeah. Once again, the black mask power prevails over evil. Yes, Detective Dick Durkin and his psychic sidekick Harley Stone can relax for a moment. Before they are called forth once more to do battle with the forces of darkness. I like it how it ends on a Woody Allen song. Yeah. That old black magic has me. That old black magic. Oh, yeah. 
See, additional sequences directed by Ian Sharp. So it wasn't completely directed by that one guy. No. Same old witchcraft when your eyes met mine. Oh, Larry Grayson. What? Waitress Papillon Solam? The fuck? She does. Oh, transvestite, tasty Tim. <laughs> Boy at bar, Attila. The hon? Yeah. Ray Corbett, assistant director, Ray Corbett. That must be Ronnie's Ronnie's, brother. Ronnie's brother. How are you doing today? Oh, me, I'm I'm assistant director, split second. Lovely, lovely. Nick Boggus. Your goodbyes, goodbyes. Me created for. Your eyes meet mine. I see trees of green. In a spin. That's in the spin I'm in. A little black magic called love. I should say, why, well, what can I do? I hear your name and I'm a flame. Flame. Burning desire. Only your kiss. Put up the fire. <laughs> <laughs> you, should, you should just go into doing that singing. Just go around New York. Black <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? John Cross, I'm here to do some uh, Retime your eyes, but mine Down and down I go Round and around I go In a spin entirely on location Only the spin I'm in Hold the old Black magic I don't play medic, got me in a spin. Oh, that black medic has a feel. It's my favourite song, that is. Yeah, it's my favourite song too. I'm going to have it in my funeral. I also like that song, When You're Blowing Me. Yeah. I love that. When You're Blowing Me. <laughs> Yeah, that's a yeah. Oh, that's on. <laughs> Your head goes up and down. Swallow it, baby. <laughs> if you love me, swallow it. If you love me, <laughs> you swallow it. <laughs> If you spill it out, <laughs> I'm sure content. Don't you be spitting it out. You be swallowing me when you go down on me. It's such a lovely thing. <laughs> 
and I'm feeling blue. <laughs> you know just what to do. Swell on my lips. It's good for your skin. <laughs> Swell. <laughs> Swallow my salty love milk. <laughs> There's not many calories in me. <laughs> you won't be able to get pregnant. You can't get pregnant with the sponge on your throat. <laughs> I ain't got no weight in me. Swallow me if you love me. We should do that for uh, Christmas number yeah. one. Charlie Jack's I don't need no wedding ring. Just swallow me. <laughs> <laughs> Just swallow my sperm. <laughs> <laughs> Swallow it all. It's good for you. <laughs> and I think to myself... It's practically yogurt. <laughs> she loves me today. <laughs> she swallowed gangs of the stuff. <laughs> if you love me, you'd let me jizz in your head. <laughs> Let you let me, <laughs> you'd let me just in your hair. You'd not care if you got jizz in your hair. <laughs> Feel my love shampoo. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> If you love me like you say you do, you would let me put it up when you do number two. <laughs> <laughs> you would let me fill your shitter with my love. <laughs> Can you feel my love? It's in your rain. <laughs> I never met a girl that I love this way. You're the only one for me. If you love me a bit, then just the tulip. If you really love me, you'd dress up like a gorilla. You'd beat me with a fish and you'd take it up the ass. If you really love me, <coughs> you'd fuck me on a trapeze. 
you drop down on your knees and swallow me. Oh, if you loved me, baby, if you really loved me, you wouldn't care if I came in your hair. And if you loved me, oh, baby, if you really loved me, you'd let me double-team you with my friend. <laughs> Jimmy Cranky. Uh, well, there we go. <laughs> Is it always good to finish on a high? <laughs> uh, that's amazing. It's going to be Christmas, <coughs> Christmas number one. I'd like to think so. Uh, we could have done that on Stars in Your Eyes when it was put back on. Yeah. Changed the words a bit. Uh, but uh, it still sounds like Louis Armstrong. Yeah. It was perfect. If you loved me, you'd let me believe that no means yes. <laughs> Michael, when he's directing the video. That's so that's, that's the ball. <laughs> Have you seen Dirty Wigan? And she says no. I know that she means yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love her the best. <laughs> and her nipples poke right through her dress. <laughs> That's how I know that no reason. <laughs> Uh, what are the chances of that getting to number one? Very high indeed, I think. <laughs> Simon Cow's like, I like it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign you now. <laughs> We're gonna record that. Imagine if we went. Do you know what I would do? I would, if I was like really, really, really talented. <laughs> I would get on like America's Got Talent or Britain's Got Talent, but then on the actual. <laughs> Get all the way to the final. When they're filming, <laughs> come out in a little wig <laughs> and like funny shoes or something, and just go up to the front of the stage and go, or if you love me." <laughs> oh my god, he's having a breakdown. You'd swallow my spoon. <laughs> Oh, my oh, God. Can you imagine? Oh, that would be incredible. It would have to be a live broadcasted show so they couldn't cut away. Just <laughs> <laughs> cut away to Simon Carr's face. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he had it all. <laughs> if you love me, then no means yes. <laughs> We've never met before. <laughs> but I... I put a roofie in your drink. <laughs> Everyone in American Idol's just like, what the fuck?
next day, you'd definitely be on Oprah. <laughs> what, what, what happened? I thought I'd go with an original song. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I'll swallow if the answer is yes. <laughs> I don't need no ring. <laughs> I don't need no thing but you and your throat. Oh. oh, that is that is the funniest fucking thing. Oh, well, thanks, man. I enjoyed that. Yeah, good film, that. Yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely the best film starring Rutger Hauer and Kim Cattrall I know of. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's um, Rutger Hauer's best film. Of all the films he's done, it's his best film. Yes. But I do like Blade Runner. I've never seen it. You've never seen it? No. You've never seen it. Bloody action packed. I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have a little guy who's like, swallow once for years? Yeah, he's a little midget. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like uh, Kenny Baker. Nice. Yeah. I want to see. <laughs> Got a little piano. Yeah. Uh, would you really die if I got you in the eye with my love piece? <laughs> would it make you cry? If I shot you in the eye with my love piece. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what he said. I thought you said you hadn't seen it. Rutger <laughs> <laughs> Harris just staring at staring at him going, Oh my god, that's so beautiful. If you don't want it to show I can aim up your nose. But really, if you love me, you take it in the eye. Really still love me <laughs> in the morning. When I've spiked all up your back. <laughs> so what's this song about? It's all about different places where you can ejaculate. Oh, I see. It's, I, I feel it's an important question that we all need to ask in life. I'm Just there. where can we shoot our love piss? <laughs> some people like to do it on the face, some people like to do it on the tits, some people I know like to it do it. may seem weird, but would you mind if I fucked your foot? I've hmm. always wanted to foot fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I can only come on your shins. <laughs> Oh, baby, please, let me sticky up the back of your knees. <laughs> <laughs> With my love piss. Love piss on your caps. <laughs> I won't do it by hair. Last Christmas, I love pissed in your mouth. <laughs> and the very next year, you spit it all out. This <laughs> To save me from tears, let me do it in your ass. <laughs> uh, perfect. Right there. We've got a take. Take. And it's done. Nice. All right, Chief. Well, look, I will let you get to bed. Excellent. Uh, thank you ever so much for that. I'll edit that and put it together in some way <laughs> at some point. Okay, dude. And uh, from Dust Till Dawn next? 
Oh, uh, yeah, is that what we said? I think so, yeah. All right, Chief. I love that film. Yeah, me too. That, for me, is going to be the one that you're like your split second where you're sort of just watching it. I'll just be like, from dust till dawn, Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. (laughs) Yes, indeed, sir. There are men, and then there are second unit podcast men. Podcast you've just been listening to is part of the Second Unit Podcast Network. Find all of our shows at 2upn.blogspot.com or on Facebook under the Second Unit Podcast Network. Our fantastic list of shows include Drunk on VHS, We Came from the Basement, No Budget Nightmares, The After Movie Diner, Doctor Action and the Kick-Ass Kid, and Bloodbaths and Boomsticks. Take one podcast into the shower. Don't be a blithering idiot, Alan. We can give you the multiple podcast cleansing system all in one place and your hair deserves. Our programming is available across all platforms from iTunes to Podomatic, TalkShoe to Stitcher, so you have absolutely no excuse. Listen today and a free naked person of your choice will be shipped from Thailand to your door in a matter of weeks. The Second Unit Podcast Network, bringing you the action and leaving the boring stuff to the other guys. Bloody hell, who does a girl have to blow around here to get a decent beverage? <laughs>